Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It truly is one of the most popular shows on the weekend and for very good reason, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome to Money Wise with Ray Lance. It's because, Ray, you protect our families with great advice. You really do connect with listeners, and they love hearing you. They love the show, so good morning. Well, good morning, Phil. Thank you for those kind words. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, and welcome to MoneyWise. And it's always my greatest pleasure, Phil, not only to be with you on the air, you likewise, but to have by my side my son, Peter yes. Lance. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We have a lot of things to talk about today. We're going to talk about the subject of what's important in your life, and then we're going to tell you some of the important things that we do to help you at USA Wealth Group. So we're going to talk about financial issues, including your budget. We're going to talk about your income, your money. We're going to talk about protecting your house. We're going to talk about planning for retirement. And what about tax planning? I wonder how many people really think about tax planning. Very important. Wow. Then, of course, there's Social Security. And, Peter, there's how to protect your car and how to insure your car. And safe money strategies is a very important subject for us. Is your money safe? Is it protected? Do you have risk? Would you like more of it? Do you need more? Um, all those kinds of things. And then goals. And then even college planning, Peter. We'll say a few words about college planning. So, Again, Peter, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in a nice household, for example? <laughs> That's a tough one, huh? Yeah, that is a tough one. <laughs> Remember, we're on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that I'm lucky to have you as a father and mom as a mother, for oh, sure. Oh, great. Gee, thanks. Uh, that is. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, it's always fun to have Peter Lance on the phone, and Peter... You're the principal and owner of Lance Family Agency, and where are you located? Uh, 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and my phone number is 508-858-0555. So Peter and I share a similar background in that we both served in the United States Marine Corps. We both went to Paris Island, as did my father and my grandfather. All four of us actually went to the same place. We went to Paris Island. So I'm going to ha pass you over this very sacred book, Peter, which is called... And it is the Passover. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this is our very sacred list of Marine Corps quotations. So as we talk this morning, if you feel inspired, you can give us a quote or two. I think that's why the show is so popular, actually. It's not really you, it's your quotes. <laughs> Oh, but it's fun. It's always uh, great fun. Now, I'm, I'm noticing here that some of these quotes have quite a bit of profanity in them. We won't do that. Or you can say, <laughs> then the Marines bleep, and the Marines bleep if you need to. Quotes about Marines that have profanity. <laughs> what, a, what a crazy notion. <laughs> no, it's just punctuation. It's just punctuation and the lessons that we learn in life, right? <laughs> but we have to do learn some uh, manners as well. So I'm going to start the show this morning by giving you a quotation from one of my favorite people, Mark Twain. The secret of getting ahead in life is getting started. Mm. 
So it's fun to go to listen to seminars or get advice and read articles and say, someday I have to do these things. Mark Twain helped inaugurate our Fairhaven Town Hall. I think I remember reading that. He was a fascinating character. Yes. And a great writer, actually. Uh, wrote some great novels. Um, Huckleberry Finn. And uh, what else did he write? Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And books that we grew up on. His writing is actually brilliant, and he was excellent at the use of vernacular and capturing the language. But uh, today, maybe they're not politically correct any longer uh, in our politically correct country that we live in. No, we're not politically correct. Well, you and I might not be, (laughs) but uh, unfortunately, the press is, the media is. No, we're we're not going to delve into politics today. We're going to talk about financial subjects only. But uh, what do you do when you sit down, first of all, with a client, Peter? You have to get background information, right? Yeah, of course. You need to get a a clear picture of what they have, what their goals are, where they are in life, whether they have children or not. There's, uh, I don't think there's ever been a case that has been, you know, exactly like somebody else that I've met with. Every single case is uh, individual, and you've got to collect the pieces of the puzzle so you can um, get a, a clear picture. Mm-hmm. Now, do you use something called a fact finder, for example? I use something called an intake sheet. Yeah, that's it's basically the same thing. It's a, a client in, intake form. So even Mark Twain was concerned about getting the facts straight because he wrote, get your facts first, then you can distort them as you please. <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. Don't you think so, Pete? I do. Well... Uh, So much for Mark Twain. We're going to pass along with Mark Twain today. But we do want to talk about what do you do when you sit down? What do we do in our office when we want to sit down and analyze somebody's finances and find out, are you making money? Are you saving money? Do you need to pay off credit cards? Um, Do you have tax issues? What if you want to retire? Are you putting money aside for retirement? And so the interesting thing is that most people don't really understand uh, what they're paying out every month, what they're taking in every month, and they're surprised when we put it all together as to what the numbers truly are. You know, it's interesting you mention that, Pete, because I've had many, many situations in which we'll give somebody an intake sheet to fill out, and they'll list everything. They'll put all their assets down. But about a third of the time, people won't total it. And it's almost like they're afraid to know what their net worth is or they don't want to face the reality of if it's either too low or too high. But a lot of people just won't total it. And sometimes I'll sit down and I'll just total all the numbers and say, what do you think this totals? What do you think your net worth is? And they say, gee, I don't know. And I'll tell them the number, and they're shocked. Because mentally they haven't taken that one next step just to put a total on the numbers. Yeah, I'd say that it's definitely less than 10% of all people that I've met with uh, know what they really have for assets, know what they'll be able to do with retirement um, or when they'll be able to retire at all. Um, and what's interesting is a lot of people who think that they're com- in, in a good and comfortable place and will be able to retire just fine um, really are not there yet and they need to do some things. And then there's uh, quite a lot of people who are very nervous and fearful that they'll never be able to retire. And then when we look at everything, we realize that they're in much better shape than they realize and they're very much relieved. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also an interesting thought, Pete, because one of the things that I do a lot of is I'll see people who will know that they're going to get X dollars for Social Security. Maybe they might have a small pension. Most cases, they don't. 
And but they have a certain amount of other assets, and their number one concern, their number one question is, do I have enough money to retire, and do I have to keep working, or do I need to plan to keep working part time, perhaps? And one of the most gratifying things that I do in my own business, my own uh, advice that I give is to see somebody, once I put the numbers together and I explain what they can do and how they can move things to a different direction, and I'll turn and I'll look at them and say, you absolutely can afford to retire, and here's how it's going to work for you. And we'll give them a series of steps and recommendations. And I meet with clients uh, with, you know, basically every career imaginable, but I do have a lot of educators that I meet with. And what's interesting with them is that I can I can show them exactly, if you retire five years from now, here's what your pension's going to be for the rest of your life. If you retire three years from now, here's what your pension's going to be for the rest of your life. So it's very, very specific. You know, in the um, month ahead or so, we're going to be talking about something called Encore Careers. What happens if you really can't stand the job that you have or you're burned out and you want to do something else, so you'd like to be able to retire, but you don't want to sit home and do nothing. So how do you have an encore career? We're going to have that as a whole topic coming up. Mm -hmm. We've got some interesting people lined up to come on the show with us to talk about it. And I know quite a few people who have done that. They retired from their regular career. Uh, they were ready. They, you know, have their full pension if that if it was a career like that, and um, they just didn't want to sit home, so they decided to do something else. One of them uh, went and worked at Sears just because she enjoyed customer service. She enjoyed talking to people, uh, but it was too much to be standing on her feet all all day. So I forgot where she ended up, uh, but she did take another position where she didn't have to be on her feet all day. Mm. She just enjoyed working. Didn't want to sit at home and do nothing. Well, I have a client right now who's a, a supervisor in a, a nursing facility, uh, supervising around 50 people. It's on the evening shift, and talk about a highly stressful job. Uh, this individual, this woman, has ultimate responsibility for not only what happens with the employees, but what happens with patients. And what if they need medication, or what if they're not being handled correctly? Lots of stress. The pay isn't so great. And basically, I sat down with her and said, you can do the following five steps. You can afford to retire. Uh, She's put in her retirement notice, and she's going to retire in about three months from now. So sometimes people just need to have the assistance to get it organized. One of the things we have at USA Wealth Group is we have a program called Retirement Analyzer. And it allows us to put all the data in and then it prints out graphs and charts and pie charts and so forth and says, here's what your assets are. Sometimes we'll do it as simple as an Excel spreadsheet and we'll want to list everything. And I think most people like the simplicity of that. Some people really want to see all the the details and all Mm -hmm. the pages of charts and graphs and everything else. But I think most uh, of the people just want to know, hey, am I all set? Am I going to be in good shape or do I need to do something different? Right. But my starting point always in the office is to tell people you must have a budget. Budget, budget, budget. doesn't mean you've got to scrimp and save. Not a bad plan. But it means you need to have a budget because your budget is your first roadmap to retirement or to living or to saving or to investing. If you don't know what your expenses are and match that up against what your income is, then you don't know if you have enough money coming in or not enough money coming in. And that's a a very important step in all of this, 
you know, other than collecting your, your statements and knowing what you might have in uh, an investment in this company or in this uh, banking account, money market account, whatever, um, when you don't understand what you're really paying out every month, it's it's not going to get you anywhere. And we've done that probably every two years. My wife and I will sit down because our finances change and what we um, spend changes depending on where we are in our life and what the ages are of our children. Uh, sports costs a lot of money. Um, and you don't think about things on a daily basis, but when you sit down and you have the budget sheet in front of you and it talks in great detail, you think, gosh, we go to Dunkin' Donuts three or four times a week. All right, so that's $5 every time, so that's $20 a week. That's that's $80 a month. Oh, my gosh, we didn't realize how much we were spending on Dunkin' Donuts. Substitute Starbucks. <laughs> Honeydew. Good you thing I don't like Starbucks. <laughs> Honeydew? Isn't that a list that you have at home, Phil? <laughs> but it, it does. There's a lot of things that people aren't aware of that once you see the budget sheet in front of you, it, it sort of triggers something in your brain and says, oh, wait, I go to this place, you know, two or three times a week and get a paper and a coffee. Phil, have you ever heard of Alice Roosevelt Longworth? No. Never heard of her? No. She's a member of the Roosevelt family. She's one of the daughters, and she did a lot of writing. Uh, she once said, if you haven't got anything nice to say about anybody, come sit next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this one I like, too. This is from a gentleman named Oliver Herford. A woman's mind is cleaner than a man's. She changes it more often. <laughs> I laughed at that one when he said that earlier. Well, there's a lot of interesting things in life, but, you know, life can be fun. Life can be funny or not. Uh, Peter and I earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, were sharing some stories about actual cases in the office when there has been a parent who's died and the children are so anxious to get their hands on the money. These are true stories that uh, the the poor parent's body is not even cold yet and we've seen a couple of funny situations like that haven't we pete yeah we have i remember oh i don't know at least five years ago it could be even as many as 10 years ago there was somebody that called the office and said um just pulled the plug on my father i want to know what i'm going to get wow 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 well he's a candidate for uh what they uh a law that was just passed in Shanghai, China. I heard about that. It's giving the elders the ability to sue their children for not seeing them often enough. <laughs> and if they don't, they can be penalized. That's it's right. actually a crime. That's right. There's a fine that uh, is attached to it, so there you go. Well, who knows? Given enough time, we may have regulations from our government creating more laws and regulations like that in this country. We have too many regulations, don't we, Phil? Oh, gosh, too many. Um, I don't think uh, we'll ever shrink on those, though. Did you know that the economy of England, Great Britain, is improving? And do you know why it's improving? Why? They eliminated one million government jobs. And all those people are now in the private sector, and it's the private sector that's stimulating and boosting right. the economy. Sure. Uh, we spend too much money in government. Oh, yeah. The um, size of the bureaucracy 
is what uh, is always, you know, being talked about. People want to shrink that, and they can't. No. They, they just can't. It's a self-perpetuating, it which is, is why it we have really a $19 trillion, trillion dollar deficit in this you country. Bet. And the waste has always been an issue, and it's even worse sure. now. And the fraud. You know, people uh, know how to scam the system. Yep. The money that's spent Constantly. on nothing or... You know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, then you get other things where a town gets uh, federal money, federal aid to do a construction project one year, so they've got to come up with a way to have at least that amount or more the following year just to continue to receive the money, and that's why our deficit just keeps rising. So, Phil, I have a great idea, and Peter, we're talking with Peter Lance this morning from Lance Family Agency. One of us should run for president. I will run from president. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, either of you throw your hat in the ring, I'm voting for you over anybody else right now. <laughs> Phil's making funny little signs at me. I'm not sure what he's doing, but we definitely want to run. Let's go back and talk about your money. Is money important to you? Do you have enough income? If you don't have enough income, what are you going to do about it? Do you think that the minimum wage should be $15 an hour, which is what's uh, is it proposed or passed in California? Passed. I think it's passed it's in California. Passed. It's yeah. going to be incrementally uh, you know, brought in. So we'll all move to California, and then the state will sink into the ocean. They're doing the same out here. Yes, they are. Yep. Now, the bottom line on that is the consumer will pay for it one way or the other. Oh, we do. We, we absolutely will. Everybody will pay. I mean, it's a wonderful thing if you're not making that much money. There's no question about that. The small business owners will continue to suffer more. Sure. And the consumers will have to pay more. And yeah, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. But I wonder how many people think about inflation. I've mentioned this particular story on the air before, and I want to mention it again. When uh, my wife and I, Tenny, attorney Tenny Lance, bought our first house, uh, her job and my job together paid about $22,000 a year. That was a while back. And how much was the house? $21,700. <laughs> Look at that. We paid less to buy a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath ranch on a quarter-acre lot in Mattapoisett. Didn't have a garage, but it was a nice house. It was in good shape. It was the end of a dead-end street. We paid $21,700 for that house, and it was a little bit less than what our combined income was this year. That same house today is three $350,000 house. I wonder if our pays have gone up that much. <laughs> no. So that's what inflation does. And the the problem is a problem for people in Peter's generation, yeah. uh, younger people coming out of school today. How do you possibly compete in the market and buy a house? Right. Because your income might be a quarter of what you're going to pay for that house. Right. So that's how things have reversed in you know, that kind of a time period. Yeah. But income is important. Savings is important. Um, I want to tell one important story. I've seen so many people over the years who have reached retirement, let's say it's 65 and 66. They have jobs sometimes where they've got pensions, um, but they also have had a habit of saving their entire life. And it starts early, ladies and gentlemen. If you can start when you're right out of school, your very first job, whether it's high school, vocational school, college, whatever it happens to be, Whatever the amount is, put aside $25 a week out of your paycheck. And then when you can afford to do it, add a little bit more, make it a little bit greater. If you can do that and establish the mental habit and the mental discipline of starting to save, you're going to have money for emergencies. You're going to have money for down payments for houses. You're going to have money to retire. 
the percentage of people that are doing that, however, is is so low, it's ridiculous. So, so I mean, you, you have to persuade them, Peter. Yeah, yeah, um, Ray, mm-hmm. you have to convince people one or two percent. They won't even feel it. No, they won't. I see, I see people all the time that have had you know fairly modest occupations, um, and yet they have amassed well over a million dollars. Yeah. Just get them in that mode, that thinking, that mind frame. And that's like 5%, I would say, at least. I mean, at most, 5% of the uh, the workforce out there is actually doing that. You know, I, I would agree with that. And, and people's excuse is, I live paycheck to paycheck, and I need every dollar I have. Then start out with $5 or start out with $10. Exactly. Um, put it in a savings account for Christmas. If you're going to spend $500 or $1,000 for Christmas, right. Put the money aside starting in January, and guess what happens when Christmas arrives? You have some. You've got the money to buy the presents. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this on a, on a show maybe a year or two ago, and it's something I just have never understood from the time that I was in high school over 20 years ago. I don't understand why they don't start teaching in middle school the value of a dollar, the value of saving money, how to balance a checkbook, uh, the, the negative aspects of credit, and how you can really get into a bind paying 18% and, and building up credit card debt. I don't understand why they don't have just a basic finance class starting in middle school. Mm-hmm. That's mandatory for all students. They should. Uh, it should be a requirement. It should be just as important as mm-hmm. saluting the flag. By the way, do we salute the flag anymore in school? I don't even no. know if we do that. Probably don't do that no. anymore. Really? I don't know. That's a I'll good have question. to ask Nathan, but no, I don't think so. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But how silly is it that nobody has, you know, figured this out to say we, we need to spend one class every day or even just once a week and, and set aside time to really teach these kids at a young age all about credit and money and savings. and Well, you have to credit New Bedford High School. They have a little bank in the high school. Hmm. Oh, that's wonderful to hear because yeah. we used to do that when, sure. when I was a kid. You used to put a quarter into an envelope every week and you built up a little bank account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that subject, but save money, make it a habit. If you do something that becomes a habit, then you're gonna be rewarded for that later. Of course, we're talking about good habits, not bad habits. Never um, bad habits. Life insurance. Life insurance is a huge topic that we're not gonna get into in major detail today, but. Everybody ought to have some life insurance. Everybody's going to die at some point in time. How are you going to get buried? You're going to make your family come out of pocket for the money? Carry a $10,000 life insurance policy. If you're a couple, let's say you're a young couple buying your first house, uh, you ought to have a life insurance policy so that if one of you dies, the mortgage can get paid off. It can be inexpensive term insurance and term insurance can be very inexpensive especially if you're younger and you should absolutely get a policy if you have a house with a 30-year note uh, or even a 20-year note you know you need to make sure that you and your spouse are covered if you have young children especially uh, you can get a term policy for 20 years that will get them covered and protected until at least college age if they are going to college um, it's so inexpensive, people don't believe it, and it's a lot easier than people un- understand also. It's, it's, it's a shame. There's probably 50% of people who know that they need insurance who don't have it. Yeah. And so a quick example of that, Pete, would be uh, you've got a young couple with two young kids, and let's say the husband has a car accident and he's gone. 
what's going to happen is the house is going to get sold because his widow, the, the surviving wife, isn't going to be able to support the house and pay the mortgage on just her income alone. And they're going to have to go live with parents or go live someplace else. So um, I know that we do in term insurance at USA Wealth Group. Uh, you can call us at 508-998-8858. But Peter, you do life insurance also. What number can somebody call you at for that? 508-858-0555. So, so term insurance really can be an important thing at any part of your life, but especially if you have a fairly new home or if you have young children, it's it's a necessity. It's not just important, it's a necessity. But then um, there are some cases, uh, just a few weeks ago I had a client whose husband passed. She didn't have enough money to pay for his uh, funeral service, burial, nothing if it were not for the fact that she had a $25,000 whole life policy. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's critical. So we're going to talk a little bit more. Don't think of life insurance as insuring your life. Think of life insurance as insuring your money Mm. and your assets. Mm -hmm. And that's protecting your family. It's really a gift for your loved ones, for your spouse, for for your children. We're going to come right back after a short break, and we're going to talk about credit scores, some very specific things you can do to protect your house in addition to life insurance. And then we're going to talk about retirement. So stay tuned. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're so happy to be with you every Sunday morning at this hour talking about things that we think can matter in your life. At USA Wealth Group, our goal is to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. And by the way, we begin the first hour talking about the importance of a budget. So we've got some great budget forms. If you would like a copy of a free budget, give our office a call. Contact us on our website, usawealthgroup.com, or give us a call at 508-998-8858. There are so many wonderful things that we can provide you that will help your family. We have the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Uh, The starting point for everybody should be a budget. We've got Medicare guides. We've got the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting College Costs. And we're going to be talking specifically about college funding and college financing and some things that you ought to know about putting your child through college and paying for it. But this morning we're talking with Mr. Peter Charles Lance. Charles. Charles is his middle name. Peter Charles. I talked about um, this uh, maybe a month ago about how the Charles name is very important to me and my family. Uh, my grandfather's first name, my great-grandfather's first name was Charles. My grandfather's middle name, Charles. Your middle name is Charles. Uh, my middle child's name, Tyler, his middle name is Charles. And um, my wife's mother is Charlene. So that's why we named our daughter Charlotte. Oh, and we beautiful. nickname her Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We have a lot of Charlies around, don't we? Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for being uh, with us this morning, Peter. Um, you do so many important things to help people save money. Uh, let's just talk about car insurance. We're going to come back in a minute and talk about credit score and credit reviews and protecting the house. But how about car insurance? You help a lot of people put their car insurance policies together in a better way, right? Right. And uh, that's something that's very important to do is to – have your current agent review your policy, 
every single year. It sounds silly. It sounds time-consuming. It's not. It takes a minute, and if uh, you'd like, I'd be happy to take a look at it. Uh, a lot of people are simply taking a picture of their current policy and texting it to me, emailing it to me, um, dropping it off at the office. Um, I can pick it up. I mean, there's so many different ways that I can take a look at it. And the reason that we do that is because we want to make sure that we are matching all of your current coverages. Uh, if there are some coverages that you do not have that we would recommend, then we would talk to you about that. And we also uh, ensure that we match uh, the deductible so it's a true representation, the quote, um, against what you have now. But, but there's an automatic increase on almost every home and auto policy annually so that you may or may not be aware of. So that's why it's important to have it take uh, you know, taken a look at every single year. So if somebody wants to have their policies reviewed, what number should they call? 508-858-0555. And again, there's so many ways that you can get that policy to me. And I think you've told us before that uh, for a good many of the policies that you do review, you've been able to save people a fair amount of money. Most of them, yes. So why not have a look and see if you can save some money? You get to go out to eat more often. And we have, well, exactly. There's been some people that said, oh, I mean, we've been able to save some money for um, some people that was really substantial, like in the thousands of dollars. And the woman was so happy that, you know, she says, I'm going on a cruise, but by myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, did you ever hear Steve Martin? Oh, yeah. Steve Martin once said, a day without sunshine is like, you know, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like that. night. And one of my favorites, of course, of all time is uh, Yogi Berra. When I think about all the words that we're putting out in the air this morning, Pete, Yogi Berra said, I never said most of the things I said. <laughs> Sounds like us this morning. <laughs> or I like this guy, uh, Lawrence Peter, said, if two wrongs don't make a right, try three. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's come back and talk real quickly about credit score. Your credit score is real important. There's some real simple things you can do to improve your credit score. Why is it important to you? Well, for one thing, the higher your credit score, the lower interest rate you're going to pay when you need to borrow money. If you want to buy a car, you can get financing practically no matter what your credit is, but you're going to pay more interest if you have a low credit score. So even something as basic as purchasing a car, which everybody does, um, the higher the credit score, the lower the interest or zero interest. Um, We're lucky in Massachusetts, or I, I guess most of us are, that uh, your auto policy in almost every other state in the country is determined not just by your driving record, but by your credit score. Mm. Massachusetts is one of the very few states that does not uh, check your credit for auto insurance. Oh, for a car insurance itself. Okay, well, that's good to know. I didn't know that before. Um, and let's come back and talk about protecting your house a little bit. We've talked in the past about if you have a house, put a homestead on it. If you don't know whether you have a homestead, get it checked out by your attorney. Um, a homestead is a really cheap form of liability insurance. It's a simple one-page piece of paper. It gets filed in the Registry of Deeds, and it will protect a significant amount of equity in your house from being attacked by any creditor. It doesn't protect you against... And nursing home bills or taxes, uh, medical bills. But if you're in a car accident and you injure somebody and they want to sue you and you've got equity in your house, boy, I sure hope you have a declaration of homestead. 
And uh, who could they contact to do a homestead, Pete? Uh, Lance Law, and that number is 508. That's a familiar name. 998-8800. I know, Pete, one of your favorite uh, people that you like to quote sometimes is um, Mr. George Carlin. Yep, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Some of the things that he said were amazing. So I'm thinking about um, your dog, for example, although I guess dogs don't sweat. George Carlin said, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. <laughs> that sounds like George Carlin, doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> he was terrific. So how else can we protect the house? Number one is insurance, right? You have to make sure you have proper homeowner's insurance. Yeah, of course. And that's another thing, just like with your auto policy, your homeowner's insurance policy most likely has gone up every year um, because the, the cost of building materials has gone up. But there's an automatic um, adjustment every year with usually a higher amount on the cost of those building materials according to the insurance company. Uh, so that's a, a really important thing to take a look at every single year. So make sure your house is properly insured. Make sure you have a declaration of homestead on it. What about a liability insurance umbrella policy, Pete? What does that do? Uh, it just puts an extra layer of insurance on top of everything, and that's actually a usually very inexpensive policy. You can get like a million-dollar uh, umbrella policy for like $300 a year. So if you own a home and you have regular homeowner's insurance on it, if you don't have a liability umbrella insurance writer on your policy, and what it does is it, if you've got 100, 300 liability coverage on your house, um, the umbrella writer will take it from 100000 up to a $1 million, and it's usually only a few hundred dollars a year to add that onto your homeowner's policy. That's a really important idea, isn't it, Pete? Absolutely. I've always told everybody who comes into my office to do that. And if you're listening today, check your homeowner's policy. If you don't have an umbrella rider on it, you ought to have it. There's one more thing you can do that um, uh, Attorney Tenny Lance has talked about before. You can make sure how the title to your house is held. Is it in your individual name? If you're married, is it in joint tenancy? Well, there's something a little bit better than just a regular joint tenancy. For a husband or wife on your primary residence, it's called a tenancy by the entirety, because not only does it give you the rights of survivorship of a joint tenancy, but it gives you creditor protection. So if there's a problem with one spouse, for example, um, and they have liability, it's not going to upset the occupancy of the other spouse. And honestly, please don't wait any longer if you don't have um, a firm idea as to what you have in place. If you have children or any beneficiaries that you care about, Make sure that you have uh, the deed the way that you want it and the best way that will uh, pass on to who you want it when you do pass away. You'd be surprised how many people pass away and their children are stuck with something that their parents did not intend. Pete, I wonder how many people do tax planning. Um, unfortunately, taxes impact every single area of our lives, whether you pay an excise tax on your car whether you have a real estate tax bill and perhaps you might need to take a look at how your property is assessed and is it assessed correctly, and then certainly income taxes. If you're in business, you know you can write off many, many things in, in your business. Uh, you can have your car owned by your business and things of that nature. What I but, find interesting about taxes is that the Revolutionary War was over taxes primarily, and that was about a 3% tax. 
Now we're paying about a 35% tax. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> well, I, you know, this is a quotation from me that I've heard before. Um, it used to be we're concerned about taxation without representation. Today we have taxation with representation. <laughs> of course, a lot of that representation we don't want. <laughs> but taxes run our lives. If, if you don't have a tax mindset when you're thinking about your finances and your income, you should. Because uh, the tax code is very complicated. There are tax benefits, tax breaks, tax loopholes, if you want to call them that, that impact every single person listening. If your income is low, your tax bracket is low. If your income is higher, now you're going to have to pay more income taxes. So now you're going to be concerned about deductions and write-offs and things of that nature. We've just gone through a tax season. For most people, all they think about taxes is, Oh, great. I'm going to have my tax preparer do my tax return. I'm going to file electronically, and four days later, I'm going to get my refund. I just want to get my refund check. And you don't pay close enough attention to should you be getting a larger refund, for example. Uh, Joe E. Lewis, remember that name, Phil? Joe E. Lewis said, the way taxes are, you might as well marry for love. <laughs> um, Knockout. This, <laughs> this is a quote that's not directly about taxes, but I love it. St. Augustine St. Augustine said and wrote, Oh, Lord, help me to be pure, but not yet. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means exactly. Is that your motto, Pete? No. 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 No, you have a nice, sane, sober life and lifestyle. But um, let's come back and talk about some other financial topics. I wonder how many people listening today have a budget. We said probably not very many. Uh, my estimate is also in line with Peter's. It's probably only about 5%. And secondly, I wonder how many people have written goals. If you have a goal that you want to complete your education and get a degree, or you want to get a higher paying job, or you want to save more money for retirement, and you think about these things, you might even talk to somebody about it. That's not a goal. That's a wish. And it's never going to happen. If you want to have a goal and achieve something, you have to write it down because that way you can revisit it, you can see it, um, you've used other parts of your brain to say that this is truly a goal. And then you need to break it down and say, okay, this is my goal, this is what I want to do. Your goal must be very specific. You can't just say, I want to lose weight, which I know I say sometimes and I think, Peter, you say sometimes. I do and most of the time I stick to it, but there are the... The cheat days. Well, that's okay, but you can't just say, I want to lose weight. You have to say, I want to lose 15 pounds or 25 pounds. You have to make your goals specific, and then you can work toward it. And once you have a goal that's specific, and we'll just use losing weight as an example, then you have to make a little list and say, okay, what are all the steps? What are all the things that I could do that would help me achieve my goal? And the same thing is true with finances. You have to say, I want to retire when I'm 64 years old. Um, what are you going to need to get there? And what steps do you have to take? Do you have to cut back on your lifestyle? So we can help structure your goals uh, for financial uh, planning, for retirement. Uh, that's what we do. Make it, make it certain. Make it specific. Make it happen. And you've always been very good at that, and you've taught me to do that. I don't do it as often as I should. Um, but it's important to set goals, and you've always done that and always written them down. 
So what's what's a goal that you might have right now, Pete? I'm putting you on the spot. I realize to lose more weight. I have lost some weight. I need to lose more weight. My late 30s were not kind to me. <clears throat> I used to have a metabolism like you wouldn't believe. I could eat, you know, a large steak and cheese with extra cheese and a huge milkshake to go along with it, and I wouldn't gain an ounce. My late 30s were not kind to me. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you weren't kind to yourself. Well, uh, this past week, I've made it a habit, and you got to try to make habits when you do this, to um, lose a specific amount of weight. I've actually lost five pounds this week, Pete. Great. Good. No, I have a very specific... Um, I don't say I want to lose X amount of pounds. I say I want to weigh X amount of pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you have any interesting quotations for us from uh, George Carlin? I think it's only appropriate that you give us a quotation. I'll give you one. Here's from George Carlin. You just asked me to do a quotation, and then you do a quotation. <laughs> well, because you, you're looking at your phone. You need to put your phone down. Oh. Here's, what, here's a good one. Okay, go we're ahead. We were talking about George Carlin before and about a yep. sweaty dog or something. Mm-hmm. Sweaty pedic, uh, a sweaty thing, something like that. We won't go into the ice cream. <laughs> So here's a Bill Murray quote. I'm, sus- I'm suspicious of people who don't like dogs, but I trust a dog when it doesn't like a person. <laughs> I like that. I do too. Well, I like dogs. I'm just not a great fan of them because they take too much work and I don't have the time. You always say you don't love dogs, but you really loved Zoe and were very upset when she passed away and you really love Willow. And yeah. Willow is our office mascot, by the way, for any of you who come by and, and, and stop by the office. She was She's always there to greet you. Most people absolutely love her. There are quite a few people who actually request that she come into the meeting with us. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions about retirement, finances, annuities, life insurance, a lot of the things that we do, give us uh, your questions. We'd be happy to answer them for you. Uh, Ronald Reagan once said, before I refuse to take your questions, I have an opening statement. (laughs) Some wonderful things. George, George Carlin, here's one more for you, Pete. George Carlin said, weather forecast for tonight, dark. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> no, the only reason I was on my phone is because I was looking for something from 10 minutes ago. We were talking about the taxation without representation. There was a funny quote that I had seen the other day, and I was trying to find it again, but I couldn't. Well, let's talk about some safe money strategies. Uh, right now, it's not a safe money strategy, unfortunately, to have a lot of money in the bank. Because guess what happens? Unfortunately, with today's rate of inflation being about 1.5% and the bank rate being about a half a percent, money in the bank is losing 1% interest for you. So you're going behind, you're going backwards. Is it Please, safe? Even, even if you don't have it in the bank or money market and you have it in a CD, Really let let us take a look at it and analyze it because you are not keeping up with inflation, not even close. Um, it, it was just a, an ad for a CD rate. It was, uh, what was the rate? It was just last week. It was like nine-tenths of one percent. I think it was point nine zero, and it said something like, that's huge, and it was a five-year CD. <laughs> five-year CD paying nine-tenths of one percent, and the phrase was, that's huge. Well, I don't think it's so huge. Now, I think it's important to have money in the bank. I think it's important to have money in the bank for liquidity, for safety, for an emergency fund. You just don't want to keep a huge amount there right now. There's other places you can put it that are safe and you can still make money. Uh, In particular, we do a lot of work with annuities 
And today we're doing a lot of work with indexed annuities. And so if you want to, you can almost say that they're like indexed for inflation, but they're typically tied to a reportable, reputable index, such as the S&P 500 index, which is the oldest historical index we have in this country. And what's important about that, if um, you're hearing the S&P 500, the money actually isn't in the stock market. It's tied to an index. So if the market does well, then the fixed index annuity will do well. If the market does not do well, you won't lose a penny. It's protected. The principal's protected on the downside. So it's a little bit like having your principal protected in a safe place. But yet if the S&P 500 index goes up, you're going to share and participate in how well that's doing. It's almost like having your money in a 401k, but with having no 401k market risk. And there are a number of those products today that pay bonuses. That's not always important, um, but it can also boost up your account. So we have a lot of information on that. We'd be happy to provide it. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to sit down with you. There is no obligation when you sit down to meet. Um, you know what? I, I regard my primary role, Pete, as educating people and teaching people how to manage a little bit better, how to put money aside a little bit better. And I always like to say that every single person I meet with, I can do something to help improve their financial life. Yep, or at least give them advice. There's been some people that, you know, I don't necessarily do a whole lot for them because I can't because of whatever their particular situation might be, but I can give them some solid advice. And uh, every client that I meet with is certainly happier uh, that, that, that they've met with me and gotten some solid advice one way or the other. Well, Albert Einstein once said, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. I tell people all the time, I ask people this question, if you're going to retire what are you going to do after you retire? Do you have plans for what you're going to do? It's not just about the money. We, we have curiosity, and we like to stimulate some thinking about what are your actual plans after your retirement? Are you going to go and play golf every day? Are you going to travel and take lots of trips? And so one of the suggestions I often make is, are there organizations you belong to? Is there something else that you might do in this later period of your life where you can give back to your community? Can you join an organization? Can you become a volunteer uh, at the Whaling Museum or give tours in the historic district? I remember at least 10 years ago there was a couple that was very involved, and I think it was their church. I'm not 100% sure, but it was some you know uh, community organization. And they were looking to get some advice from you as to how to leave money to them. They had, I don't know, it was $100,000 they were going to give, and you suggested doing life insurance for them instead, and mm-hmm. you put a, a large amount of that 100000 into a life insurance policy that instead paid the church like a half a million, 750000 yep. or more. I forgot what Actually, it was. Actually, I'll give you the facts on the case. It was a, it's an actual case, a two case. They had no children. They were just into yep. this organization. We see a lot of people that need money, and we show them how to do that. We see a lot of people that need to re- save more money for retirement. We show them how to do that. But we also see people that have a lot of money, and they don't need it all. And you can multiply. Um, so the couple that you're talking about, she was a retired principal from a school, and the husband was a retired janitor from the school um, up in the Middleborough area, roughly. 
they were worth uh, close to $3 million. They were leaving half for a scholarship fund for the high school and the other half to help create a hockey rink in their town. And I said, you have more than enough income to live on. You're continuing to accumulate. You don't need all this money. What if I could show you how to create a $5 million estate to leave for scholarships and for the hockey rink? And basically, we took some of their surplus income and showed them how to put it into a life insurance policy, second to die. It only pays off when they're both gone. And they left $5 million to the town. So go forth and multiply. You can do that for your own family as well. If you have money that's coming out of an IRA account and you don't really need it and you don't like spending money on taxes, so pay the taxes, take the surplus income, put it into a life insurance policy, and create an even bigger benefit for your family or um, for a charity perhaps. Well, the bottom line is do something. And you are, are fond of saying that do something. Start it today. Make a phone call. If you are unsure of where you, you stand with your retirement, make a call. If you are unsure of what would happen to your children or your spouse should something happen to you in the next 20 years, make a call. Just do something and, and be aware and, and be proactive. Well, I like that as a final thought, Pete, because uh, there's just so much that we can do that will make a difference in your life, your family's life. We do appreciate your listening. Uh, Peter Lance from Lance Family Agency. I appreciate you being on the show with me this morning, Pete. Thank you, Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. And join us next Sunday, 8 to 9 o'clock here on 1420 WBSM. Till then, God bless.